Yo, what's up, everyone? This your girl, DJ Kitty Too Sexy, better known as Renee So Unique. We'll be starting Pillow Talk with Cutie in a second. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. As I said before, this is your girl, DJ Kitty Too Sexy, better known as Renee So Unique. And you're tuning to So Unique Radio, and this is brought to you by. Topics Talk Radio, and the topic for today is called basically um, outside rage versus inner peace, and you know, with Topics Talk Radio is wild and uncut. Um, today is very emotional for me. Um, a lot of things that I had went through in my real life and also on IMVU for the past two or three days. And I'm trying to hold it together, trying to just take a deep breath and say to myself that I can do it. It's been a lot of mess that's been going on lately on IMVU, which is the virtual website um, for the real life people that's tuned in. Um... A lot of mess went down, and I want to go ahead and say some things, and this is the time for me to start doing it. I don't like how I get treated on IMVU when it comes to certain people, um, especially with my ex-husband. Um, if people go back and report and tell him that I'm saying this, I really don't care at this point because... For the ones that sit there and say that, oh, cutie, she's a man thief, that all cutie do is go after somebody's man and um, watch your man because she'll take your man. And it makes me sit to my stomach and it disgusts me that people say stuff like that, especially when it comes to my ex-husband. So the ones that don't understand or can't comprehend, I have been with that man since 2015. We were just friends in 2014. So basically, I have known this man for four years. And it's real funny how some of these females, they sit here and want to bash me because he tells them something that they want to hear, basically. And so when he leads on to a phone conversation telling these females what they want to hear and talk about, oh, baby, I want to be with you. You mean the world to me. I love you and this and that. And some of these females only been with them, or excuse me, been with him for like no more than um, a month or so. And what they don't understand that Whatever it is that he tells them, he's telling me something totally different. And it's been going on for the past three years since we officially got together. I've known this man since four years of 2014. So during the past of three years, I don't understand how these women don't understand how since kids occur, you know, after six kids together. I mean, do, we, do, that, 
take a rocket scientist after six kids. You don't see the connection that me and the man had, but then you sit there and treat me like a side chick. Um, I don't even appreciate him treating me like a side chick because I'm thinking, how are you as a man going to sit there and treat me like a side chick when I have always been there for you? I have always been by your side. Anytime you was in between jobs, I was right there praying for you and real, getting on my knees and doing what a wife's supposed to do, even though it was iron for you, but I was basically doing like real life wifey duties to this man. But then it really pierced me to my soul that this man can put these females first and just totally disrespect me, you know? And I want to hate him, I really do. But something in my heart and spirit told me, pray. Just pray for this man. Just like this female that became, um, me and her became friends. Um, I met her through him. And she met me through him as well. And she told me just to pray. Just pray for this man. And it's so hard to pray for somebody that just puts you through so much. I'm like, how do you pray for someone that puts you through so much? And then he allowed this female to sit there and bash me on social media and don't know anything about me, but going around calling me a hoe. And it's funny how some people get into a sorority and a fraternity and it's supposed to be about sisterhood. But if you're so much about sisterhood, why in the world are you bashing another sister? I may not be a sister of the, anymore of a sorority or I'm you, but still, we're supposed to be respecting each other as women. How are we going to build this nation to where it's supposed to be if we sit up there bashing each other like that? That doesn't make any sense to me, you know? And what I wanted to say is, I'm sorry, somebody had just came in. All right, sorry about that. All right. What I was saying is, is that it really bothers me that how women lose themselves when it comes to men, but then want to bash me, calling me a hoe and all this other stuff. But to be honest with you, why are you calling me a hoe? Because first of all, I was in and out of the relationship with this man for the whole three years that I was married to him, and even after the divorce, me and this man was still connected to one another. Now, if he did not tell her that me and him was still together, but not in public, in the public eye, then why are you calling me a hoe? I did one of the sorority sisters was telling her, girl, don't get off your throne. For peasants like that, um, you are a queen and you should not even get involved with people like that. First of all, she's not a queen. And I'm not the person to bash anybody. But I'm going to tell you like this right now. 
You cannot call yourself a queen when you sit up there bashing another female. You're not calling your, I know you're not calling yourself a queen by sitting up there going on social media and bashing someone you don't even know. And then on this man's pro, sorry, on your pro card, you sit up there talking about, oh yes, you've been all up in his mouth. All that nasty talk. Don't make any sense. Just like with um his ex his his first ex-wife, she's came in to show support. And me and her get along just fine. There's no bashing. She doesn't bash me. I doesn't bash her. We have respect for one another. We have respect for one another. And we don't sit here and try to be in competition and say, oh yeah, um, that was my man first. No, it's not doing that. Because at the end of the day, the people understand, you cannot make a man be with you. If a man is going to leave, a man is going to leave. But all that bashing, still there calling people names and things like that, that don't make any sense. And as I'm sitting in the room, nobody showed up. But I can't let that stop me because if I let that stop me, because people bash me about something they have nothing to do about or don't even know anything about what is going on, that is them to have to sit there and, and go to sleep at night by sitting up there treating me any kind of way. They are the one that got to go to sleep at night because I have not done nothing to anybody. And when the girl got with him, got with my ex-husband, my name was on his interest. And his name was on my interest. And I just gave birth when he got with this girl. And I know for a fact that it takes a while for people to hook up together. It takes a while for a person to hook up with each other. And so that means that the whole time when I was pregnant, he had to be running around with that girl. But then people going around here calling me the whore, the hoe or whatever, watch your man. But I'm thinking to myself, like, girl, he was your man in the, from the get-go. I have seen so many women come and go out of his life. It doesn't make any sense. You know, when we sit up there and um, I don't allow him to control what cutie does. I don't allow him, me, Renee, control what I do. Yes, I still love this man. I don't know why. I mean, for some reason, he's not like that in real. But he just act like he had lost his mind on IVU. And then these women listen to what um, he says. And then when they want to attack me, but then they can't put two and two together and say, oh, okay. His tagline, what his interest says, my ex-wife, keeps too sexy bossing. You know, and they ignore the signs when they go on his album and see the edit where it says, I'm the queen, Kitty Two Sexy Boston, the queen of the Notorious family, which is his last name is Notorious, but there's so many females ignore the sign. You hear what I'm saying? And it's crazy, but they don't see the signs that he's still connected to his ex-wife, but then they want to feel like they're being violated 
when they see that we still engage with one another. And see what he did, he get mad at me because I told the truth. When you know your worth and you know who you are as a person, you are not going to let anybody sit there and treat you like a non-factor. I'm not going to let no man treat me like a non-factor in the real. And I'm not going to let no man treat me like a non-factor on IMU. When you know your worth and you know who you are as a person, you are not going to deny me. I have had one of his friends sit up there and say, why would you do that when he's in a relationship? And I said, let's get something straight. He's not in a relationship. He's in a situationship because when you're in a relationship, you would sit there and mention that I'm still connected to my ex-wife, that I have still had sexual relations with my ex-wife. My ex-wife is on my interest. My ex-wife is the queen of the notorious family, but I, she don't like it, but I've been openly seeing other women because he did not be honest with these females. Then they want to come and attack me. And I told him, the guy that was in the frat, um, I don't have to say anything to you because you don't know what's going on. And I'll owe you an explanation because on my part, when we stand there before God, even though on IMU, when we said our wedding vows, it says to basically for better or worse. And that's exactly what I did. I stayed loyal to this man and held up my part of the bargain of our vows. I held on to my vows to him. He didn't do that, but I did. And what I wanted to say is that when I think of the topic that says outside rage versus inner peace. And I said to myself that I don't feel like I have any peace within my soul because I look back of all the things that I've been through with men on IMU and in real. I can remember years ago I was married. Um, the guy is eight years older than me and when I got married to him I was only um not sure maybe I was in my early 20s when I got married to him and it was a nightmare marriage it was absolutely a nightmare because I remember when I got pregnant at the age of 18 years old and when I reached seven months pregnant he was the type of person that always got mad at me, always got angry, cussed me out, calling me things, you know, all kind of names and things like that. And I would be in tears. And I remember one time I was pregnant, seven months pregnant, and we was at the grocery store. And all because I was not walking fast enough for him. And he kept rushing me and I had an attitude like, why are you rushing me when I can't walk no faster than what I'm walking? And he pushed me. He pushed me. I'm trying so hard not to cry. 
Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Give me a second, pull it together. He pushed me down the steps when I was seven months pregnant on concrete. And when I fell, the first thing I did was hold my stomach to keep my baby safe. And I just sit there and cry. And his best friend did not even help me off the ground. His best friend, girlfriend, was the one that had to help me off the ground. And she told her man, why are you allowing him to do this? And you a man, you should be putting him in check since she's no match for him. And his best friend said, that's their business. I don't have nothing to do with that. And you shouldn't even worry about that either. And, then he, and she was like, why am I not going to worry about it when she's pregnant? And he could, that bastard could have hurt her. And I remember time when I was pregnant with his baby. I went to go get something to eat at IHOP. And, you know, when you're pregnant, you get these cravings. And he saw my food. And because I didn't get him anything, he took my food and threw it out in the street, in the middle of the street, and told me, you want your food, you nasty V-I-T-C-H, you're gonna sit there and feed yourself, and I don't give a D-A-M that you are pregnant. You should have had made sure that your man got fed first and threw my food um, on the street. And tell me that if you want your food, you're going to have to go to the street and go and get it. Like I'm some type of dog. And I was pregnant with his child. And I remember the time when I was married to this man. I'll get it together. He saw me and my two children out on the street because he wouldn't pay the rent. And me and my children had to sleep a couple of months in a motel. In a motel. Excuse me, somebody just came. I'm getting the link. Okay, sorry about that. And he went to his mom. He went to his mom's house and he said that, well, I'm going to my mom. So you and the kids just going to have to stay at the motel because I'm going to my mom's house. So what he was doing, he was basically eating good at his mom's house and sleeping in a bed comfortably while me and my kids were stuck in one little small uh, motel room by ourselves. And it was by the grace of God that the church that I was going to, they was able to get up $600 to be able to pay for um, us to live into the motel for about a month. And it's just got so crazy that during this whole time of the marriage that I was with this man, he basically 
hit me, punch me, slap me. I remember the times when I had to go to the hospital, the doctor, and make up excuses about the black and blue back of the abuses that he gave me because he was beating me in my back. Choking me and smoking that juju fly in the house. And if people that don't know about juju fly, juju fly is crack cocaine. And um, mixed with marijuana. And there was times that he was smoking into the house and knowing that the kids was there. But that was some of the nightmares that I had to deal with my real life marriage that I had for seven years. And when I get on IMVU, you know, and for the ones that listen to the first segment, I told them this is before, this is way after my divorce. And I thought that I was delivered from all the things that I had went through. And after my divorce, I tried to date. And the guy that I met online, as I told you before, that he turned out to be a monster. And he raped me. He tortured me. Um, he pulled me, basically pushed me down the steps as well. And I was held hostage for 30 days. And he raped me so bad, he made my insides bleed. And I'm just hurt and I'm devastated because I don't know why that I get treated the way that I do. Um, I'm trying not to tear up, but just like when I was 15 years old, when my mom got with her husband, he called me all kind of names when I was just only 15 years old. And first thing he did when I was watching TV, he said, get your ASS up and get out of the chair. And I was like, why? I was just watching TV. And he grabbed me and he choked my neck and had me up against the wall. And, you know, I have always been a fighter. I don't bother nobody if they don't mess with me. But he pushed me to that level. And when he pushed me to that level and choked me up against the wall at the age of 15 years old, I kick him in between his legs as hard as I could. And when I was able to get him off of my neck, I put a knife to his neck and said, nigga, if you ever put your hands on me again, I will kill you. And he called the police on me and I went and grabbed my clothes for a few. And I was homeless because I didn't want to go back home. My mom just seemed like she was taken up for him. And I'm trying to get it together because I feel like my blood pressure is going up because this has been so stressful for me. And um, I was going to motel to motel. I had to get strange men to 
basically give them the money so they could get a hotel, the motel room for me because they're not going to let a minor get a motel. So I had to get a motel in the worstest neighborhood ever. I remember them days. And when I went back to go get more clothes, there was two sheriffs at the door and they put me in handcuffs and said that I had to go with them. And they had me down at the age of 15 for attempted, basically attempted homicide because he told them that I tried to kill him. And I would say that that was the two weeks worst nightmare of my life because they treated me like an animal when I got locked up. I was behind closed doors and nothing was in the bedroom. I mean, not the bedroom, but the room, the cell. It was bars and just a weapon mattress on the floor and just a toilet. And they treated me like an animal. So when they fed me, they slid the food in between the little um, the bars because they didn't want to have contact with me like I was some type of killer. And all I was doing was just protecting myself. And my dad, he saved me from that place. Thank God. Because they, they put me in this little psychiatric ward because I was a minor and they, I couldn't go to prison or jail at the time. See, back then, they protected minors' rights. And they released me to a parent, which they released me to my dad. And when I got back home to my mom, I saw my mom packing her bags and packing her clothes because her husband gave him a, basically gave her a ultimatum. And he told her, you're going to have to pick me or pick your child. So my mother decided to pick him over me. And I just sit there and watch her packing up her bags and loading furniture in the moving truck. And I'm thinking to myself that what am I going to do? I don't have any place to go. But just my mom left me and she abandoned me. And I had to drop out of school just so I could work two jobs to take up basically to keep the apartment going because I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. And then that's when I hook up with my worst Satan type of husband ever. Thank God I'm not married to him anymore, but he was 23 years old and I was only 15. And I didn't even ask him to stay with me. He kind of just forced himself into my home well you might as well say my home at the age of 15 because my mom left it she abandoned me in that apartment and see back then in North Carolina they didn't really keep children safe um the law didn't protect us and I was getting beaten by him from the age of 15 years old, all the way up to my 20s, before I got a divorce, I got beat for over 
15 years I got beat by this man. For 15 years. Can you imagine getting beat on for 15 years? But then you just didn't have the money to get out. And then I never thought that after I got a divorce, I had to deal with trying to move on with my life and start dating again. And then I end up meeting some monster on the internet. And then here it goes, deja vu. I got raped and almost killed and murdered. Just like with my unreal son, to this day, he suffered from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, because he was there to witness when I was raped. And then in the sad part is for a 17-year-old, because that's how old my son is, he was raped. Not raped, but I'm sorry. He found out that I was raped is how he was conceived because I was raped by his father. And then I look back at my life, why as a woman like me, why am I getting raped by all these men? Why am I being hurt by all these men? Why is all these men putting their hands on me? Why is all these men making me feel like I don't even deserve to be here? They make me feel like I'm nothing. They make me feel like I'm a nobody. That's why I was so suicidal. Years ago, I was suicidal because before I met ex-husband, and I'm pretty sure that people know him, Bones, before I was married to him, I was married all I'm with you for four years. And the first husband I had, officially had, put me through pure hell. My very first I'm your husband, I helped him get on his feet. I paid for his phone bill for a whole year in real life. I made sure that he had everything that he needed. I made sure I bought his clothes, get his hair cut, everything, because he said that he wanted to start over and start a new life. And I didn't have it going on like that financially, but for some reason, God provided for me. Well, I was able to help him out and just to help him get on his feet. That's just the type of woman that I am. If somebody needs something, I'm there. If there's somebody come to me and say, I'm hungry, I will go out of my way to make sure that somebody has something to eat. I, to this day, I feed homeless. When I see them out there on the street, I feed them. I remember when I went to the grocery store and got a big old bag of uh, not big or bad, but I got a whole lot of items to make sandwiches, cookies, drinks to this day. Um, water bottles where I would make lunch bags for the women in the homeless shelter with, for them and their children. So this is the type of female that cutie is behind the computer. But that didn't stop my first ex-husband for using me. And he abused me as well in real life. When I moved him into my house, he abused me. He choked me so bad that I have a sprain in my neck. So when they did x-rays, when I had to go to the hospital, they saw the sprain that I had in my neck that he did. And to this day, I still have problems with that neck. When I turn my head, when it rains, you know how it is when you go through an accident or something like that. And then when it rains, you endure that pain. 
And to this day, I owe T-Mobile $1,000 because he ran up the phone bill. And then when I help him get his disability, because he has a gross spurt, excuse me, he had a problem with his glands or something. And I helped him get on disability. And this man came into $10,000 and did not give me a dime. He did not even pay off the phone bill and knowing that I was paying for his phone bill for a whole year. And next thing I know, he got up with this other female from IMU that he never seen before and brought her a $450 Michael Kohl's watch but didn't give me a dime. So I said, you know what? I want you out of my house. You got to go. So that's when he packed his bags and went back to Texas. And never to this day, he offered to pay for that phone bill. And a lot of people look at me and say, well, you, you're nice looking cutie behind the computer, you know, behind cutie, the, the real woman. You're very nice looking. You're not ugly at all. Why is men treating you this way? I don't know. I don't know. And then I do it with my ex-husband Bones, been there by his side. You know, I'm not going to say all the stuff that we had done. I mean, I talk about like the conversations or whatever in real. And then he come along and he told me that he would never hurt me. That's what he told me. He said that he would never hurt me, that the men are just jerks. Those men are just crazy to hurt a beautiful woman like you. And now that you're with me, I'm going to make sure that I make you happy because he even talked about God. He said, God is going to make a way. And I'm so glad that God sent a woman like you into my life. Now he said all this, but I'm saying to myself, see, that's what people got to understand. You got to be careful of the things that you say to God. Cause when you sit there and you ask God to send a good woman into your life, but then you sit there as a man that sit there and hurt just deliberately hurt a good woman that would never do you wrong, would never hurt you. But you sit there and you hurt a good woman for all these nasty, scandalous bras, these ignorant, nasty hoes that's running around here on Island of You, and you sit there and you hurt a good woman because once you take it off, I mean, excuse me, once you take it outside of Island of You, it gets real. And the things that you tell me in real, I'm over here believing that you are one of the good men. But you go to God and ask God to send you a good woman, but you hurt one of God's children. That don't sit well with me. But you hurt one of God's children. Who, I mean, as a man, and I hope that one day that a man will listen to what I have to say because I am recording this. Why do men hurt good women? Because Lord knows I have seen my ex-husband get with some scandalous, nasty women. The only person that I know that is real cool, that I can see as my friend, that I consider her as my friend, is his first ex-wife. 
and we get along just fine. It's no bashing each other. It's no putting each other down. It's none of that. But all the other females that he got with was some nasty, scandalous sluts that sit there and call me out of my name, calling me this and that and the third, but never decided to even ask, what am I to him? And knowing that we had six kids together. But instead of getting mad at him for the dirt that he does or the lies that he caused, you want to bash me and call me out of my name. Oh, Lord, something else. But I guess what I'm saying is that women, that is good women. A hoe can call itself a good woman. Let's get that straight. A hoe can cause, I mean, excuse me, a hoe can cause, <laughs> sorry, tongue twister. A hoe can call herself a good woman and don't be. Being a good woman is all in the actions. It's what people don't understand. It's all in the actions of being a good woman. When you know as a good woman that if you have a good man, I said a good man, I'm not talking about any man that sit there and just think they could do whatever they want and not deal with reality. I'm talking about a good man. I'm the type of woman that I'm old school. If he is hungry, I'm going to make sure that my man has something to eat. I'm going to make sure when he walk in that door, he's going to smell food cooking in the kitchen. I'm the type of man, if he's sore from a long day of work, I'm going to make sure that his bath water is ran. I'm going to make sure he come home to a bubble bath. I'm going to get the baby oil, get the massage oil, and I'm going to massage my man's back, his whole entire body, because he's out there working to build a foundation for us. That's just how I am. I'm old school. But it's so sad that for females that is old school like me, we get hurt by men constantly where these men will leave a good woman for these nasty, scandalous whores that will keep it moving if you get sick. Just like my, I mentioned on Instagram, just like my grandfather, may he rest in peace. But he did the same thing to my grandmother. He sit there. My, my grandmother had 10 kids. I'm talking about real life. My grandmother had 10 kids by my grandfather. And she held it down. And Lord knows, I don't know how she even rests. I don't even know how she even had the strength. Because it was like she had so many kids in diapers. But while she was at home taking care of business... My grandfather was out there running around with different women and actually got a female pregnant outside of marriage. But then when my grandmother got a divorce, she didn't get a divorce until way she was 75 years old. But then after all of that that he did, my grandfather got struck with colon cancer and he couldn't keep up his apartment and the godly woman that my grandmother is, she could have said, hell no. 
I'm not taking you in and you still up there and cheating on me all this time. And I had to take care of our 10 babies by ourselves. But my grandmother, she went on and took care of him. I mean, she allowed him to stay at her apartment. And my grandmother was up in age. She was, I think she was like maybe 80 years old when she took him in when he had colon cancer. But to this day, before he died, he still called her my wife. But see, because the women that he was running around with, all the way up to he was 81 years old, they, they flee. They didn't have anything to do with him. And that's what these hoes do. It's all good and dandy when they sit up there and say, oh, I got my coochie lick. And he pounded me a couple of times and put it down in the bedroom. But then after you sit up there and spread your legs and give them the goods, what else is you doing for this man? How are you going to take care of this man if he gets sick? It's all good and fanny when you got your legs wide open, but then when the man gets sick, then where are you going to be at? But these men, they don't understand that. They can't comprehend the concept of a good woman versus a devious woman, a deceitful woman. The woman that only with you for hidden agendas, but not with you because of love. And see, if I'm going to love a man, I'm going to give a man unconditional love. Lord knows my ex-husband bones put me through pure hell. Ever since 2014, after his divorce, his first divorce, I tried to be his friend. I tried to be there for him. You know? Because that's the thing about me that I hate about myself. When I love, I love hard. I love very, very hard. And that's one thing about me I cannot stand. I would rather pray for you than say, I hate you. But it's just crazy that men, like, basically hurt females like me. Let me tell you something. What elders used to say a long time ago. <laughs> that pretty face that you running behind, one day it's going to get ugly and it's going to get old and it's going to have wrinkles. That little pretty, hot, young thing. That you want to run around with. That you want to have up under your arm. That you act like you're so proud of. I guarantee you that little pretty hot young thing that you was running around with up under your arm. That little hot pretty young thing is going to get old. Wrinkled. Body. Out of whack. Titties sagging. Hanging down all the way over there belly button. Then what you going to do? But she still has a whole mentality where she's not going to take care of you if you get sick. God bless my father that he's in a nursing home. But my, my father was, I tell you, he, he was a ladies man. And I hate to say this and I shake my head numerous times. Bones, my ex-husband Bones. Act just like my father in real. How my father used to act in real. And it's crazy and it's sad. Because my real life father was a ladies man. And that's exactly what he did to my mom. 
cheat on my mom constantly. My dad was cheating with the woman that stayed two down, I say about three houses down in their neighborhood, telling my mom that he was going out to take a jog, but he was sexing this female that stayed three houses down from my mom. And then on top of that, when they got married, my mom and my dad got married, he gave my mom one of them little home shopping network wedding rings that was made, I don't know, like they paint the gold on and the diamond looked like it was plastic, is what my mom was telling me, that cost only $29.99. And my dad was making $700 a week. So you, I don't know anybody know, but $700 a week back in the 80s, that's a lot of money. <laughs> back in the 80s, that was getting it. $700 a week back in the 80s, that's what he was making. You might as well say this man was making almost like a, a six-figure income back in the day. You know, $700, that was a lot. But he bought a nice fancy car, and these hoes start eyeballing him. And to this day, when my dad got sick, he had a stroke. But I'm so glad that God gave me spiritual healing hands where... I didn't listen to the doctor when they told me that my dad only had three days to live. I didn't listen to the doctor. And I told the doctor, I said, well, then you don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, when you call upon his name, he is going to be just, he's going to be right there. When you just call on his name and you say in the name of Jesus, my father is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. And that was two years ago. But even though that my dad is in the nursing home, none of them holes that he was running around with is nowhere to be found. But guess what? When I was praying over my father, even though my father did my mother like that, guess what? My mother was right there, right along with me, praying for him. She was praying for her ex-husband. So I think that that's why I act like that on IMU. And a lot of people in my ear say, cutie, you're so stupid. What is wrong with you? This man don't love you. He, he do this to you and he whore around. He's nasty. He's disgusting. He messes around all these hoes. But I don't know what it is. It's just something about God creating me to be this person of all the things that I've been through. I can't help but to pray for someone that act like that. I don't know why. You got to ask God why I have a humble heart. I don't know. I wish I knew. But I just know that God, basically with Jesus Christ, people sit there and bash him and call him out of names and talk about he's gay and all this other stuff. But even though people sit up there and bash Jesus Christ, he still loves us anyway. Because we cannot make it to heaven if we do not love one another. It would be nice if these hoes be listening to Killer Talk with Cutie because maybe they can learn something. Because I don't have a problem with being up in their ear. And I'm not trying to preach because I'm not a saint. I have to deal with the things that I deal with. I have to deal with 
me being a work in progress because there's some things about me that I need to work on. I got to work on not being gullible when it comes to men. But the thing is, is that I don't know how it feels to be happily married. I don't know how it feels to be happily in love when it's unconditionally on both ends. I'm the one that's always giving, 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 giving. I'm not talking about financially, but I'm talking about when it's giving my heart. I'm the one that's giving so much of myself to these men and they just take it and stump it and throw it in the garbage. And I'm looking at them like they're crazy. Like, what are you doing? You know? And that's what karma is all about. Bless karma. Because when you call on karma name, when somebody hurts you, karma is right there on that person's back. And that person will get smacked with karma a couple of times until they get it together. A person that acts so idiotic, a person that sit there and act like they just God gift the women, especially how these men act, they act like they God gift the women. I tell you the truth. When you hurt a good woman, karma is right there to smack you in your face. To make you face reality. Because what you did to hurt that good woman, that ruthless, scandalous, devilish woman is going to be right there to give it to you hard. And you're going to wish that you had that good woman by your side when that devilish woman get done with you. You're going to hit what bottom. And I don't want to just go and try to bash um, men all the time. There is some nasty, scandalous women as well. But they love to put on a pro card. Yes, girl. I'm a queen. You have to not be around those peasants. But I'm thinking to myself, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? How you even about looking at yourself in some in the mirror the way you act the way you carry yourself you're just an imposter a peasant that wants to be a queen but you're not even show who you really truly are because you refuse to look at your own identity you refuse to look at your own reflection but you sit here and bash a female that is trying to take care of her household that's trying to take care of business. And I say to myself that the people that is so nasty that will sit there and have the nerve up on this game and in real, the talk junk about me and say cutie is this and cutie is that. All that I could do is say, may God have mercy on your soul. Because if you knew the hell that I've been through, you would not sit there and bash me because of a man that's still there telling you a whole bunch of lies. That man that's telling you all these lies is not God. But so many of us women, we still there, we treat these men like they're a God. And listen to every lie that comes out of their mouth. And the reason why they do it is because we sit there and entertain it. I have had so many of his hoes come at me and call me all kind of names, but then don't even sit down and talk to me like a woman. The reason why 
me and his first ex-wife get along because we talked to each other. We got to know one another. We didn't sit there and say we're going to listen to his lies. We learn each other's personality is the reason why we get along. And that's the way that women supposed to be when they don't understand that we are all children of God. We are God's daughters and you just have to tap into it. If you cannot tap into the power that you have in the inside of a woman, that's why this nation is screwed up. We got women up in just on YouTube fighting, pulling each other's hair, biting on each other and acting crazy and stuff like that. And that's why these men are running around here acting crazy. Because what the Bible said. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. And then on top of that, behind a good man is a good woman. But where are the good women at? Where they at? Because the ones that is really is a good woman, these men have lost their freaking mind. But then they want people to feel sorry for them because they say they get dogged out. Oh, man. I might have to do a part two on this subject. Um, that's in the room. Hi. Thank you so much for being my support. Because I didn't know why a lot of people did not want to show up. But see, I'm not going to do that because sometimes the devil will get in the midst of things to make a person feel different about a person. But then they make themselves look bad. Especially when they hear what I just got been saying. But uh, she said the men go around screwing all these women and walk away and the women fighting each other. You're right. You are most definitely right. Because when me and you, um, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to put her out like that. But one of his ex-wife, the first one before me. She didn't bash me. She didn't call me out of my name and say, you slut. You was with my ex-husband. How dare you? And she got to know me. And then when she got to know me, I let her know that when me and him got together, it was on a friendship basis. It wasn't no bumping and grinding. It wasn't no hunching or anything like that i was married at the time and he was married as well and we became friends because he said he was having problems in his marriage and i said i was having problems with my marriage and then when he got a divorce that was like way later before we even hooked up because i didn't even know who his ex-wife was at the time and we decided to you know hook up or whatever and this and that and the third and then that's how that happened. So when we, when I ran into her, she was like, oh, you such and such wife, right? I said, yeah. And she said, oh, that was my ex-husband. I said, oh, okay. And then we laugh about how stupid he can be. We just laugh about it. Like, yeah, he's stupid. He, yeah, he ain't got no sense. And even when I took him back, you know, she didn't bash me and say, girl, you stupid. You took him back? She didn't say that. She just said, well, cutie, um, I'll be there for you as I, I can. 
you know, if you need a friend, because she's just probably in her head, she's shaking her head like, girl, you don't know what you got yourself into. Lord, I'm going to pray for you because you just don't know what the hell this man put me through, but you're taking him back. But she didn't say that. She just said, well, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> she said, she's going to pray for me. But she said, I'll be there for you when you need me to be. You know, and she said, because um, I knew he the problem, well, instead of being years before me and you had met. Yeah, um, I think that me, I'm not going to say your name because I don't want to put you out there like that. Not that you want me to. But um, I think when we met was way back in 2015, probably. Yeah, about maybe 2015, I believe. Yeah, it is. Because, see, it'd be hard to walk away when the person act totally different and real than the person act on IMVU. And then a person can be very sweet and kind and real, but then on IMVU, they wonder out here acting crazy. Yeah. Y'all had broke up way before I came into the picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, there you go. Now you say you're messing, he was messing around with your sisters. Yeah, I mean I know he's not here to defend himself, but see the thing is, is that men that put themselves in that situation, they uh, they put themselves out there to be judged. So it's not like it's bashing. They put themselves out there to be judged when they do so much with so many people, then words start to escalate. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. Because he was messing around with your sisters. That's why y'all broke up. See, I didn't even know anything about that. But even though I didn't know about it, you didn't come to me and say, girl, you stupid. You with him. You didn't bash me because he did dirty stuff to you. You didn't bash me. But see... Even though he did them dirty things to you and treated you that way, you on top. <laughs> like an empire that you got it going on. You got your videos going and it's it's great. You got Vi's videos going and you are a creator and you're doing your thing. And that's one way that you can attack a person is when you continue to do you. And not retaliate because when you retaliate, that makes yourself look weak. And I know that the women that he ran around with when I was married to him, I didn't message the females because I just felt like it was stupid that I messaged the females. And I told him, you better not bring no STDs to me with these old raggly hoes. Because you're not going to sit here and then want to screw me and then want to screw the next and then they bring drama. I said, whatever you do with these IMU hoes, I can't stop you when I'm not online. I can't stop a man. That's what women have to understand. You cannot stop a man from cheating on you because when you log out of the computer, you don't know where that man is at. You don't know what he's doing. You don't know who he is doing it with. But I knew that he had an agenda. I knew he had a past. And I told him, I said, you better not bring no drama into this IMU household. 
you cannot have these raggly holes inboxing me over no nonsense. But then that's what happened. He got messy. That reminds me like Tiny and T.I. I didn't even know that Tiny and T.I. had an open marriage. I didn't know they had an open marriage. 